0: Everybody's a program
1: created by will old man. cover to you. look for got
0: women in club, church, PTA, or office work, ever called for the cooperation of other women and experience the grateful satisfaction of their loyalty. You men have at times been dependent upon other men, who owed you no definite obligation, but whose sense of sportsmanship and fairness has renewed your confidence in your fellow men. I find myself in that situation. I have asked those who have listened to and enjoyed calling all cars to show their appreciation in the first and only test of listener loyalty we have ever made on this program. I asked if during the month of December, every one of you would make one stop at a Rio Grande station, to tell your dealer you enjoyed the program, and buy a quart of Lualube or some cracked gasoline. The amount didn't matter. Well, your friendliness and graciousness was a new experience for me in my 14 years in radio. Our independent dealers have written and sent in their appreciation. We we'll thank you sincerely. All of you who have repaid our many calls into your homes and trust that tomorrow, at one book weekend, those of you who have forgotten will call us your real gang of dealers mm-hmm. and help us assure you of another year of 52 Cardinal and Mel mm-hmm. The story we are to hear tonight has been taken from the confidential files of the police department of Southgate. We have therefore asked Chief Willard D. Gertz to open our program. Chief Dress. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen it is a pleasure again to appear on calling all cars. Southgate is not a city in which crime is a major problem, but like all communities, it has its crime solution problems. It is fortunate that our department is able to secure the speedy and complete cooperation of the office of the Sheriff of Los Angeles County, as well as the cooperation of other nearby police departments. We have, therefore, little difficulty in proving to the criminally inclined That crime is a very uncomfortable occupation in the city of Southgate. There have not been many murders committed in Southgate, nor, for that matter, very many other felonies. But whether it's murder or petty theft, we are ready to prove beyond a shadow of doubt that crime of any sort does not pay. Our story opens in El Dorado, Kansas. October twenty first, 1936. Oh, Phyllis, what's wrong? Uh, what do you mean, Mother? The things you've been thinking about something.
2: Something you seem to want to talk to me about. But you haven't. What
0: is it? It's... It's about Dorothy.
2: Has something happened to her?
0: That's just it. I don't know. It's just a presentiment a premonition.
2: Uh, what makes you think something's wrong?
0: I don't know exactly. Phyllis. Is this the premonition? Have you something more definite than that? Frankly, Mother, I think I have. I didn't want to upset you, but I've been worried for quite a while. But why?
2: Dorothy's written to us regularly.
0: That's just it. Those letters don't sound like Dorothy. They don't sound like a husband either. 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 They don't sound like a husband either.
2: either. Oh.
0: I think you're just mm. an agony, No, I'm not. Look, Mother. Dorothy used to send you some little thing every time she wrote. Yes, she was such a thoughtful child. Dorothy wasn't a child, Mother, dear. She's 30 years old. I'm afraid she has. You well, know, I'm afraid mm. something's happened. But what could happen to her? Plenty to a woman who thought as she did. With her great little are closer than most residences Sister grandmother. Mother. She told me things she never told anyone else. To fill it. Mother, Dorothy has an almost uncontrollable suicidal urge. Almost mania.
1: She never told me that?
0: She never told anyone that. I discovered it myself quite by accident. We were <laughs> leaving one night. That, that is, she was reading to me. But to someone, Elizabeth Browning's friends. I thought one
2: thought left that you said, son of a truth girl. The dear and this for you. Each one in a gracious hand appears to bear gifts for mortals, old or young. And the wings of the Nidanti's tongue I saw gradual vision through my tears. The sweet, sad years, the melancholy years. Those of my own life, who by turns had flung a shadow across me. Just so, there, the girl so weeping, her mystic face that moves behind me, drawn backward by the hair, and a voice said in mastery while I stole. Just now, who holds thee? Death. The gold, the silver, answer rang Not death, but love. Not
1: death, but
2: love. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the matter Oh, well, sometimes the utter utility of everything gets the better of me, Phil. I feel I've been cheated. Terribly cheated. Oh, don't feel that. I can't help it. You've got lots of things to be proud of, Don't
0: take right? them. Don't them. I couldn't stand it tonight. Look, why don't you try to tell me a thing? I
2: can't. I can't tell
0: anyone. You can always tell me. I'll always tell you.
2: Yes, sir. I think you would. I think Elizabeth Browning must have felt as I do sometimes. Remember that sentence? If you must love me, let it be for not except for love, Sagan. Do not say I love her for her smile, her uh, look, the way of speaking gently. That's how I feel. I know I'm not pretty, and am not attractive like other girls. And I'm old still. So old. Nonsense. Well, you know. Oh, remember. don't. Don't numerate the years. I don't think I can... I don't think I can stand any more I
0: knew all along how she felt, Mother. That was why I was gone when she married that kid out in California. You was much younger than she. She was almost twice as old, but she was grasping at what seemed to her a last chance of happiness. Don't you see, Mother? Yes, dear.
2: I do see. I sense the undertone of unhappiness that all
0: always felt. I think her reason will keep from doing anything rash. But that's the point, Mother. To her, it isn't rash. It's the logical thing to do. She has her painting. She can write. But she feels she's been cheated. She feels that she has a right to take this course. Are um, you sure something has happened to her? I'm positive. I'm going to ask the police yes. to investigate. <laughs> a few days later, Keith Ratt received a letter in the dark He immediately confirmed with Captain Guffey the detective girl regarding the missing Dorothy Morton. You not know, Chief, I've been thinking about those letters that fellow sent us in Kansas. What about them? Remember the one we know definitely was written by a woman? Yes. Well, that one was well written and well typed. All the others were misspelled and had a lot of mistakes, them. I noticed that. Personally, I think that fellow sloan got something to worry about. Well, we'll soon find out. <laughs> this looks like the address the brother gave me in his letter. Meet a neat bunch of anyway. <coughs> Not much chance of anything happening around here without the neighbors knowing about it. I'm depending on that too. Nothing like an observing labor to help on a missing person case. Might as well try the manager's office first. Might as well. You phoned the sheriff's office, didn't you? Just before we left. Honey and Kidlin are coming down to get a line on the case. Wait a minute, here comes the landlady. Yes? How do you do? I'm Chief Brett's Police Department. This is Captain Gooding. We're uh
2: Oh, won't you come in?
0: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Now, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Um,
0: uh, you're the manager here, Mrs. Uh,
2: Webb. Yes, I'm the manager.
0: Uh, did you know a Mr. and Mrs. Nelson?
2: Oh, yes, very well. They lived in the third bungalow.
0: Have you seen Mrs. Nelson lately?
2: I know. Not for almost two months.
0: Uh, what sort of woman is she?
2: She's a very cultured, refined woman of about middle age, perhaps.
0: About how
2: old? Oh, I'd say around 40.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, her husband is... Uh... Well,
2: that's a very peculiar thing. He wasn't a day more than 21 or 2. Oh,
0: May and December, huh?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: When did they move in here?
2: In March of last year, I believe. I haven't seen Dorothy since the latter part of July.
0: No, well, where she went?
2: The last time I saw her, she seemed a little more old than usual. And shortly after that, her husband said she was going back to see her mother in Kansas.
0: Well, it's a since she didn't go there. Were you very friendly with the Nelsons?
2: Oh, yes, I visited them often. Mm hmm. she
0: yes, you and her husband seem to get along very well?
2: Well, yes and no. You see, they were kind of opposites. The kind of people who have to live together a long time before they really understand each other.
0: What do you mean by that?
2: I don't think Dorothy's marriage was the sort you'd expect a woman of her intelligence to make. She came from the we set around Laguna in San Diego. She painted well, wrote poetry, was interested in intellectual things. Her husband was a sheet metal worker. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but it hardly fitted him to mingle with the sort of people Dorothy called her friends. She has real talent. Someday I think she'll be a great plot.
0: Mm-hmm. Did that situation, uh, I mean, is not fitting in with her friends, did that ever cause any friction or trouble? Or...
2: Well, I remember a party down at Naboon one night. We'd all driven down in Nelson's car. John's friends were having a wonderful time. <laughs> 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 but my dear, you love to see Paul's new picture. It's called Horrible Fiending Stairs. And it's far to keep be his parents and get well,
0: That monkey couldn't <laughs> for a bullhorn the buy. Oh,
2: <laughs> simply too bad, isn't it? The ocean and from the ocean and right into the center free-to-toed. Well, How do you like this, Mr. Nelson? Lousy. What did you
1: say
0: here? I said lousy. What? party? I think he's just
2: a little out of his depth.
0: Yeah, what makes you think so? Oh,
2: well, Dan's always so bored with this sort of thing. He likes to be doing things. Yeah,
0: we'll have to sit around looking to a lot of trash like the coffee bird dish on. Come on, let's shove off that. We can't. We've got
2: to stay in here from a bird love. Oh, for God's sakes. Have we got to? Yes, the enough. Please, please, try to look pleasant. Make out like we like it. Quiet! Car. Quiet,
0: everybody! Here it comes. Now, I promise uh, you that Paul would read seven of his latest things for you tonight. Uh, come on, what to see you for? And uh, the first is dinner in the Latin Quarter. Oh, now, quiet everyone.
1: <laughs>
0: Crisp white onions, like virgins going to communion. I love
1: them.
0: Asian bread, meal mixed with barley, luscious brown beans, drooling in there, let
2: How do you like that? Uh, it looks like a
0: meal in a chili, Johnny. It strikes
2: me you don't approve of all this. No, I'd rather go to a movie. Dorothy, Dorothy, it's your turn. Well, uh, if you don't mind... Now, now, now.
0: And your village blacksmith can spare you for a few hours. That's like a good stock in a book, folks. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, come along, Dorothy. Have you done that day with you, uh, dear?
2: No, no, I, I just suddenly feel very tired and little embarrassed. As a matter of fact, I didn't bring anything Oh, Dan,
0: What are you talking about? You gave them to me just before we left the house. Here they are. No, Dan. Go on, read them. No, I, I'd rather
2: not... You don't mind. Oh,
0: what the heck? I'll read them. Oh, oh
2: Dan. Go, Dan. Oh, Dan. 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 Dan.
0: Perhaps this is not my life's throbbing hunger being no. fed no. delicately or no. uh, my congen... No. congenital dream being passionately fulfilled. But yet night and darkness clothe my strong and lover with beauty and power.
1: If I can keep him
0: silent, my hands leap out to touch live muscles of his firm young arms. He can be twist on them or Lancelot. And I, the darky lane. Tenderly, too, cool, he takes my hands and puts them to his cheeks. I feel the smoothness of his youth, and then I become chillingly what I am something old, hungering, hungering for a dream.
2: Oh, oh I'm sorry. I got my cup. Things were a little strained after that, if you know what I mean. Mm I
0: think I do. Have you uh, seen this guy, Nelson, lately?
2: Not since the middle of August. He moved shortly after Dorothy left.
0: Took everything with him, I suppose?
2: Yes. Everything except a few notes and some of her plums. He never seemed to care about them. Of course, I rented the house again.
0: You mind if we look at the notes he left here?
2: Not at all. I have them right here in the desk.
0: Hmm. If this is any sign, she simply pulled up stakes and left him. What are you talking about? Listen this. The shadow of the uncertain, of uh, the shadow of the certainty of parting falls across my heart as poignant and as sure as the shadow of the night lies athwart the world in its brightest of days. Now, Mr. Jones, you said you were happy and drunk on the cup of life that I brought. I, uh gratified, spilled it all for you, forgetting I was taught maxims in frugality's praise. Now I withdraw the cup. Shall you recall the fragrance of the wine? And, forgetting or remembering, know the cup you held was mine. Concise and to the point. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Webb, do you mind if we look around a bit? Not at all. Thank
2: you. By the way, why didn't you talk to Mrs. Huge? She lives next door to the Nelson's. It's the fourth house.
0: We'll do that, thanks. Well, what do you think? I don't know. I'm wondering why a woman like that compromised with her real self when she married that kid. My friend, don't get started to wondering why women do things. You'll go nuts. At my age, you're telling me. I wonder why Mrs. Webb thought we ought to talk to this Mrs. Huge. Watch yourself, Chief. This isn't any compromise with her better self this time. Mrs. Webber had some definite reason for that suggestion. She never can tell. Well, here's the place. She's home. I wouldn't like to make another trip out here just to hear a bit of neighborhood gossip. Oh.
2: Hey, good afternoon.
0: Uh, we're from the police department. Oh. And Mrs. Webb thought you might have some information about the Nelsons that we could use.
2: Oh, well, perhaps. Uh, oh, won't you come in? Thank you. Thanks. Uh, oh, excuse me a minute? I have a cake in the oven. Uh, just make yourselves at home, gentlemen. Go
0: right ahead. Don't worry about us. I wonder if she spends a lot of time in the kitchen because she's inclined that way or because the kitchen looks out on the driveway. And most of the coming and going is on the driveway, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> now then, gentlemen,
2: you're uh, looking for the Nelsons, is that it?
0: That was the general idea.
2: Hmm, well, now, let me see. Uh, I think it was around the first of August the last time I saw Dan. Uh, oh, no. No, I believe. It was.
0: Uh, what was he doing when you last saw him?
2: Why, uh, he was. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't. Yes. No, no, no. That was the first time well, I Well, it thought.
0: really doesn't make much difference right now. when it was. Now, does it?
2: Well, I <laughs> guess not, <laughs> really. <laughs> Well, anyway, I was standing in the kitchen one morning. Oh, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Uh see so much, you know, and get so much done. Yeah, I
0: noticed.
2: Well, on this particular morning, I saw Mr. Nelson come out of his house and start dragging the trunk off to the garage. Good morning, Mr. Nelson. Are you moving? No, not
0: exactly i am just showing some things with
2: Dorothy. Oh, is she gone? That's right. I haven't seen her gone for the last few days.
0: Yeah, she went to San Diego to work with some friends of
2: hers. Oh, what doing?
0: Now, this man and his wife, they're going to open a stamp store. Oh? Dorothy's always been interested in things like that. Uh-huh. She's going down there to help him out.
2: Well, oh, my goodness, but that looks like an awfully heavy trunk. Uh, why don't you let Mr. Hughes help you carry out to the garage? No, I
0: can handle it. Don't bother him.
2: Then he put the trunk in the garage
0: and locked the door. Well, what's so peculiar about him locking the door?
2: <laughs> well, he never did it before. And besides, it was a new lock.
0: Did you see Nelson after that?
2: Yes, I saw him, uh, oh, three or four days after that. He was out in the garage again, trying to load the trunk on his car. He had the motor running. <laughs> uh, you? Hello, Mr. Nelson. What? Are you having trouble? No. Uh, do you need any help? No. Mr. Hughes will be very glad you have to help you load it on. Uh, wait a minute, Alton, on the backboard flight so you can see that. Never mind, I don't need no help. Oh, Homer well,
0: won't well, well,
2: mind a bit. I, I don't want no help. I'll lay you along, know, will you? Well, you can imagine how dumbfounded I was when he rushed off like that.
0: Yeah, we can imagine. Uh, let's take a look at that uh, garage.
2: Oh, you can go through the kitchen. If you won't walk too heavy, my cage is banging, and it might fall if you jar it.
0: Oh, well, if that walks off, please. Good. Say, you have quite a view from here. You must see a lot.
2: Oh, you'd be surprised. (laughs) Oh, well, that's the Nelson Derard right back there, the uh, center one.
0: Oh, thanks. will look it over.
2: Oh, good heavens, my face.
0: Well, that woman's given me a lot of strange ideas. Not so strange under the circumstances. That fellow Nelson must have been pretty upset about his wife walking out on him. I imagine he must have been. I wonder why gear rod stores always squeak. <laughs> Add the mystery, I guess. Must be pleasant. Hmm. Hey, look. Take a close look at this. What is it? What do you think? I'd say it was penetrating oil. Well, that's what it looks like. But I'll bet a good chemist and a benzidine outfit will prove we're both wrong. <laughs> Meantime, deputies McPhony and Killian worked on the meager information relayed by telephone from the letter of Philip Sloan. Chief Brett had given the contents of the letter to Captain Tenpenny of the Sheriff's Office, together with his own conclusions. And from this information, the deputies had learned much. They conferred with Chief Brett and Captain Cutting. Well, Chief, Killian and I have found out a little about the Nelson family. That's fine. We've been getting a few ideas ourselves. We've got a man making chemical tests out at the Nelson place now. now. Honey and I took a run down Laguna before we came over here. It seems this slow woman picked the Nelson kid up on the highway one day down close to San Diego. The first thing anybody knew, they were married. Seems that she comes from a pretty wealthy family. So the probably explains his interest in a woman twice his age. Yeah, it usually helps in explaining such things. He married this monkey in 1934. Since i in the fall. And he was still in service and just came home weekend. Yeah, seemed to get along all right till he overheard somebody calling him a gigolo one night down the <laughs> bruna. That's how the fight started. <laughs> yeah, he raised such a row with his wife that some friends of hers he used a little pressure to get him transferred to Hawaii. Shanghai, didn't he? Huh? Practically. But she wouldn't divorce him, though. In of all her friends, Nelson came back in 1935 and he was discharged a few weeks afterwards. Yeah, that's when the trouble really started. When she started trying to housebreak him, huh? Yeah. yeah. He didn't mix well with the Laguna crowd. Yeah, so we've heard. boy had a pretty bad background. i run in for stealing a couple of times while he was in high school. The kids in school got sore at him for that. Yeah, that's why he joined the service. But he failed to mention his arrest when he enlisted, I imagine. Probably. We found out he's got a brother working in an electrical fixture place on East 34th. Let's take a run over there and have a talk with him. Chief Brad. Oh, dear, eh? That's what I expected. Thanks. That was our chemist. The benzidine test showed that the spot in the garage was blood. Well, how about that penetrating oil? Somebody tried to cover up the blood. (laughs) Mr. Nelson. Yeah. Adele yeah, Nelson. You sent for me? Yes. We're making a check on a car that's supposed to be registered to your brother. You know where he is? Why no? Didn't he make that payment like he said he would? Hmm? Uh, No, no, apparently not. Well, uh, I don't know where you'll find him. I haven't seen him. He told me he was going to Bakerfield. Said he had a boxing match lined up. Well, if you see him, tell him to get in touch with the finance company. Yeah i uh, By the way, where's he staying now? Well, he's living at the Abbey Hotel in L.A., I think. Well, we'll check in there just in case. Chief, and his companion, fed to the Los Angeles Hotel only to be told, No. Nope. Dan Nelson checked out of here two days ago, according to my record. Checking further on the Bakersfield angle the officers found. Nope. There are no fights scheduled for tonight in Bakersfield. Possibly that Dell Nelson was lying to shield his brother... Brett, and the others returned to the 34th Street plan. You lied to us, Nothing. Why? Well, I, I, all right, all right. What is it? Well, uh, I wanted to protect him. Protect him from what? Oh, you can't fool me, Brett. I know you. I know your cop all of you. Well, what about it? Well, Dan told me he was in trouble. That he had to leave town for a few days. What kind of trouble? Well, he said his wife had threatened to commit suicide. She was going to do it so that it looked like he killed her. He was afraid she'd done it. What well, made him think that? Well, she left him, and he didn't know where she went. She got scared and beat it. You want to be pulled in, Nelson? No.
2: No, oh, please don't do that. It'll kill my mother. She couldn't stand it. I don't know anything about Dan's private life. I'm telling you the truth.
0: We can take you in as a material witness, you know. Oh, please
2: don't do that, Chief. Please.
0: Take it easy. Where's Dan?
2: I don't know, honest. All I know is I got a date to meet him at 34th and Santa Fe at 4.30. In just a few minutes. He said he wanted to talk to me.
0: Okay, come on. You ride ride with Captain Gutting. We'll all keep that,
2: Dave.
0: General to keep a lookout on the other side of the street. I'll watch this side. We don't want that monkey to spot us first. How are we going to know him? Well, he looks exactly like his brother, and he's got big warts on his right hand. Yeah, that's the bird right over there by the telephone pole. The one I'm scratching his chin? Yeah. That warts like a toast food. Okay, stay here. I'll go and get him. Waiting for somebody, Nelson? Yeah, I was. What's it to you? Your brother's in the car across the street. He wants to see you. What's them? Nothing at all. We just thought we'd make this a sort of reunion down at headquarters. Headquarters. That's mm-hmm. right, headquarters. Police station to you. All right, Nelson, sit down. Dan, where's your wife? My wife? How should I know? That's what we're asking you. She went back home to Kansas. No, she didn't. We just happened to pick you up as a result of a letter we got from her brother. Come on, tell the truth. If she's not there, I don't know where she is. I hated her, and I hated the ground she walked on, and I still do. And what are you going to do about it? Tough guy, huh? So what? Tell him about the benzodine, kid. Tests we've made in your garage, Nelson, show that there's blood all over the floor where a trunk sat for a week. Maybe you can explain that. Oh, the trunk, huh? Sure, I can explain that. I put a clothes in it and sent it home. You sent it home? What do you want to tell us things like that for? I meant I, I was going to send it home, but I didn't. I got to thinking about it, seeing I couldn't see any sense in being nice that way when she'd been the way she had, so I dumped it in the river and it washed away. How? How would it? Well, maybe you can tell us. Yeah, maybe you know how a trunk can wash away in a dry river. You know it hasn't rained in two months. Well, that's what I did with it. All right, Nelson. We've got as much time as you have. Sport guys, ain't you? Why don't you give me the third degree? What's the matter, cat? Got your tongue? Well, say something. Go on, ask me questions. Why don't you say something? Okay. Have it your own way. What's it to me? I can sit here as long as you can. I can look at you, too, see? See me staring right back at you? I ain't afraid of you guys. You ain't got nothing on me. I guess the guy's wife's got a right to walk out if she wants to, ain't she? Well, ain't she? For God's sake, say something. Don't, don't sit there looking
1: at me that way. Say something!
0: Okay. You'll win. Yeah, I killed her had to. Couldn't stand a nagging any longer. Always wanting me to better myself. Always wanting me to be highbrow. Sure, I killed her. I hated her. Do you hear me? I hated her. And I'm not sorry. Go on, go ahead and hang me and get it over
2: with. I like it. I'm not afraid. 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 I'm not afraid.
0: Just a moment, we shall hear additional facts from Chief Brett. Before Chief Brett completes your story, I want to tell those of you who may have tuned in late that during the month of December, we are making a test of listener loyalty to this program. Will you promise yourself to stop at the Rio Grande Station once this week to show your appreciation of calling all cars? It will constitute a Christmas gesture that I know you will be happy to make and will be most deeply appreciated by the cast, the sponsors, and me. And now, Chief Brett. Nelson, whose name we have changed to protect his family from undue suffering, was tried for the murder of his wife. And though he fought with every means at his command, he was convicted. On December 30th, almost a year ago, he was sentenced to life imprisonment in San Quentin. He'll spend the rest of his life learning that crime does not pay. Thank you, Chief Brett. Police calling all cards, mention all cards, translation broadcast 264 regarding missing persons. Suspecting this case is now in custody. That's all. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsay, sending you good night for Rio Grande. Next week at this time, Rio Grande will present Murder at Sundown. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.